We're glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. God's already said yes to all of His promises before you ever ask Him. You just must know the promise and have the faith that's in that promise so that when you pray, you believe you receive. Mark eleven twenty four says, What things soever you desire when you pray, believe you receive them, and you shall have them. Didn't say you had them then, said you shall have them. Believe you receive them. Receive them what? Them things you prayed. So now if you believe you receive them, why would you pray for them in the morning? You already believe you receive them. So don't pray for them in the morning. Get up in the morning and say, Father, now at 9 o'clock yesterday morning, I believe I received. I thank you that my needs are met according to your riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Thank you, Father, that it's done in Jesus' name. You could pray the Word of God over it. You could pray the prayer of thanksgiving and praise. But don't go back with the petition again. You don't have to go but one time. Now see, the Bible's the Eastern book, and the Eastern people understand it that you ask once and you receive. The problem comes when our Western mind gets a hold of the Amplified Bible and it has a little insertion in there and says, ask and keep on asking. And it's in little brackets. And we think that means it's in the Word of God, but that means it's added by the translator. That's what he thought about it. Now, if it really means that, it says it's in the present imperative and often repeated. Well, it maybe it is. I don't know that much about Greek, but I know one thing. If it is in the present imperative and often repeated, it can't be repeated in this instance. If it does, it violates everything Jesus taught about prayer. If it does mean ask and keep on asking, it have to mean receive and keep on receiving every time you ask. Y'all still out there? You go home. Now we're talking about rightly dividing the word of truth. Can you understand that if you believe, you receive? If you said to your child, they said, uh, you know, I want a dollar to go to the store. And you said, okay, I'll give you a dollar tomorrow before we go. And they just kept whining and saying, oh, come on, please give me a dollar. After a while, you would get mad and say, hey, you're not getting a dollar. You don't believe what I said. Why in the world would we have to go back to God and just worry, ward him around to try to get him to do something which he's already done? He's already given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness. Jesus said, all things whatsoever you ask in prayer, believing, you shall receive. Now that's strong. That's just as strong language you can get. <laughs> now the problem is that we've come up with a lot of other stuff. We had a better idea. Well, if praying once is good, maybe praying ten times is better, or three thousand times would be much better. But when you petition God, if you pray in faith, you only have to pray at one time. When you're asking God to do something, then begin to praise Him for it, begin to thank Him for it, begin to pray the Word of God. Thank you, Father, my need is met according to your riches in glory, because you said in your Word. See, faith cometh by hearing. You go to prayer every morning and say, Now, Lord, you know I don't have the money and things are getting worse. And uh, faith cometh by hearing. You'll have great faith and things get worse. You develop fear while you're praying. But if you'll pray the Word of God, prayer of thanksgiving and praise, 
Now, let's deal a little bit with this prayer of intercession because, you see, there's things that we need to intercede about. And then there is also in the Spirit. You see, you intercede in the Spirit. And you pray according to God when you do that. So there's not going to be any vain repetition in that. Now, when it comes to praying concerning the prayer of petition, you pray what God's Word said. You take him at his word. I often just read it from the Bible and say, Now, Lord, here's what you said. I believe I receive it. And I thank you for it. But now when it comes to a prayer, if I'm praying for some individual, say there's an individual that has been deceived and Satan's just whipping them up one side and down the other, and I go to prayer and to intercede for that individual and by the authority of the name of Jesus, I say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I take authority over that deceiving spirit. I break the power of satanic oppression over that individual. I call down the principalities, the powers, the rulers of the darkness of this world. I bind and cast down spiritual wickedness in high places that has deceived them, and I break the power of that satanic deception in the name of Jesus. I can pray that every morning, any time is necessary, because I haven't asked God to do anything. I am taking authority over that with the name of Jesus, and I'm pulling down those strongholds with the authority of the head of the church, Jesus of Nazareth. But when it comes to the petition of prayer, you only have to ask him once. I'll tell you, that's good news when I found that out. Now, come back. Let's go back to this scripture here in the 11th chapter. And let's see what Jesus is trying to teach us out of this 5th verse down through the 10th verse here. Let's read it again. Verse 5. Which of you shall have a friend go to him at midnight and say unto him, Friend, lend me three loaves. For a friend of mine, his journey has come to me, and I have not what I'm going to set before him. And he from within shall answer and say, Trouble me not, the door is now shut. My children are with me in bed. I cannot rise and give thee. I say unto you, though he will not rise and give him because he is his friend, yet because of his importunity he will rise and give him as much as he needeth. Now here's the way that most people approach this scripture. The importunity means persistence. And they say persistence means to keep on keeping on, so they say that he just kept on knocking. But if you notice, he never did knock. He just probably hollered in the window, I don't know. But now, Jesus is saying he would not because he's his friend. God doesn't answer prayer on the basis of friendship. He answers it on the basis of faith. The prayer of faith shall save the sick. It's not prayer that saves the sick. It's the prayer of faith that saves the sick. Faith will work without prayer. Prayer won't work without faith. You understand? So then, when you say persistence of faith or importunity of faith, you have changed the meaning of the word. Persistent faith does not mean faith that asks and keeps on asking. Persistent faith is faith that asks in faith and just stands there and stands there and stands there and stands there until he gets it. That's persistence of faith. Now, if he asks again, he's out of faith. One of them's in unbelief. 
Now, don't look at me with that tone of voice. I know what you're thinking. A lady come to me after teaching a seminar like this. She said, Brother Caps, your teaching just confuses me. I said, no, sister, you was confused when you came. The entrance of the word bringeth light. You didn't know you was confused until you heard the truth. <laughs> then it just showed, just like giving you a flashlight, and you go up and shine it in your attic and say, look what this flashlight did to my attic. Look at all this dirt this flashlight caused. No, the dirt was already there. You just couldn't see it till there was light shed on the subject. Now, I'll tell you, folks, I traveled the religious road of praying for 20 years. Prayed and prayed and prayed and over and over and over and over and over and just weary warded God about things and prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed. Hardly ever had anything happen. Just once in a while, it'd be a faith accident, you know. Now, you know, if you were to leave here tonight going to Topeka, which is about, what, 40, 50 miles, and you drove for three years and didn't get to Topeka, wouldn't you get suspicious you was on the wrong road? <laughs> I mean, certainly, after a while, after a couple of three years, surely, you'd think, I must be on the wrong road. <laughs> but I traveled the same road for 20 years, never did get suspicious that I was on the wrong road till I heard the truth, till I got the Word of God rightly divided. Then when I learned to pray in faith, I got more prayers answered in two weeks than I got answered in the previous 20 years, all put together. The prayer of faith. Now listen to what Jesus said. I say unto you, though he will not rise and give him because he is his friend, and it doesn't go by basis of friendship, yet because of his importunity, he will rise and give him as many as he needeth, because of his persistent faith that he had enough audacity or brass, really. Actually, this word importunity can mean barefacedness. Boldness. He had enough boldness to come to me even at midnight and believe that I would give him bread. He said, I'll get up and give him as much as he needeth. Now, does that compare with what the Bible says? Hebrews, the fourth chapter, says, Come boldly to the throne of grace that you may obtain. Not that you might try to obtain, that you may obtain. Come boldly to the throne of grace. Now, the reason people don't come boldly is because they don't know the will of God. They don't pray the prayer of faith. They're trying to beg God. They're trying to talk God into something that they think he doesn't want to do. But I'm telling you something, folks, that'll change your life. It'll change the things that happen around your household and in your business. If you'll spend the time to find out what the will of God is and find the promise to stand on and confess until faith comes. If it takes you two years to generate the faith from that promise, wait two years before you pray. And then pray the prayer of faith, and you will receive an answer. Thank you so much for joining us for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. Now our DVD video, offer number 7881, this week is entitled Scriptural Balance to Hard Sayings. There are certain scriptures in the Bible that seem to say something that when you study it out, that was not what it said at all. You can get the wrong impression if you don't continue in the Word. 
It's a 144-minute DVD video for $24 plus $5 postage and handling. Now, another instance in the Bible that is a very classic one in Isaiah, the 6th chapter, verses 9 through 10, it says, God said, Go tell this people, hear indeed and understand not, see indeed, perceive not, make the heart of this people fat, make their ears heavy, shut their eyes, lest they see with their eyes, hear with their ears, understand with their heart, and be converted, and I should heal them. Now, we know that that's not God's nature to do that. He wants them healed. He wants them to see. But where do we find the scriptural balance to this? In Matthew 13, chapter, Jesus gives it to you. In verses 9 through 13, Who hath ears to hear, let him hear. His disciples came and said, Why speakest thou to them in parables? And he answered and said, Because it is given to you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but unto them it is not given. For whosoever hath, now what is he talking about? Hath ears to hear. He that hath ears to hear, to him shall be given, he shall have more abundance. But whosoever hath not ears to hear, in parentheses, from him shall be taken away even that which he hath. Therefore speak out of them in parables. Then he goes on to say, And in them is fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah, which saying, Here you shall hear and not understand, seeing you shall see and not perceive. For the heart of this people is waxed gross, their ears are dull of hearing, their eyes they have closed, lest at any time they'd see with their eyes, hear with their ears, and be converted, and I should heal them. Now notice, Jesus says it the way it should have been said, that their eyes they closed. God didn't close their eyes. That's DVD offer number 7881 for a total of $29. We have a toll-free order line, 1-877-396-9400. Until tomorrow, this is Charles Capps reminding you that the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and yes, Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call 1-877-396-9400 or write Charles Capps. P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas, 72046. A complete list of CDs, books, and DVDs are available online at charlescaps.com. Through the website, you can listen to this radio program again and subscribe to our podcast. This broadcast is sponsored by Charles Caps Ministries and our listeners in this area.